0: The Ginger Beer Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Shane Kelly. I was born in 1983. So, this is the Ginger Beer Podcast. We talk about ginger beer. Why ginger beer? Well, it's really awesome. Um, light, effervescent. Uh, it's got good alcohol content sometimes. Um, it is just the most refreshing alcoholic beer drink I've ever come across and um so this is the story about ginger beer what are we gonna do on this podcast well we're gonna interview other ginger beer brewers owners potentially their staff you know if they want to come on and we are gonna figure out what ginger beer is now here's the kicker about ginger beer there are ginger beer breweries in the world in the United States and uh the BJCP is, uh, I don't know what it stands for, but it's basically like the judges of beer, right? Well, there's no ginger beer category. That is an actual ginger beer. Of course you can have a malt beer and put ginger in it. That is known as a fruit or vegetable beer in the BJCP. Um, but ginger beer is not that ginger beer is made with sugar and ginger. Okay. It's gluten-free. So that's the big deal. Like, um, uh, how do we get ginger beer some uh, some street cred, you know? Well, we got to talk about it. We got to figure out what it is, how it's made, who makes it, where it's made, why these crazy people decided to even get into it, right? Why did I get into it? Well, this that is what this episode is about. So my name is Shane Kelly. I was born in 1983. I already said that. I uh, went to school in new Orleans and Dallas, Texas. went to Elon university in North Carolina, studied biology, always loved biology, always loved science. Um, so, uh, went to Elon university, graduated with a bio degree. And, um, then I moved to Birmingham, Alabama because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I went to graduate school. And I did that for like 15 years or something just stupid. It took forever to get out of graduate school, but I loved it. I was getting paid and I was getting to do experiments on yeast, right? So I am a yeast biologist. I have a PhD in microbiology. So about the time that I started doing graduate school, I was broke because they don't pay you very well. Um, at the time, I think it was like um, maybe $17,000 a year or something like that. Maybe it was 14. It was It was just a pittance. I mean, really, it was tough to survive on that. But, you know, you did it. And um, so anyway, I was dead broke, and all this craft beer was coming in the market. It was delicious, and I loved it, like especially the higher-gravity stuff. Like I've never experienced that before at the time, and it was just going down so well. And it was just really a fun time, really like – uh, around 2005 you know like really just an exploratory time for me in Birmingham Alabama finding all these beers and um, so what I decided to do was homebrew basically there was a homebrew shop called Alibrew highly recommended if you're in the Birmingham Alabama area and I uh, I met those guys Kim and Sune, and uh, they were up almost in Trustville at the time I think it was still Birmingham. And, um, I bought my first homebrew kit and, uh, brewed a mead actually. So my first beer was a mead and that's honey wine, basically very simple. And it was the worst beer I've ever tasted in my life. It tasted like gorilla piss. It was so bad. So, uh, I basically squirreled those beers away into my basement uh, well, eventually, a basement. I was living in an apartment at the time, but I, I moved into a house with uh, my buddy and had it in the basement. And about a year later, good night. Interstellar Ginger Beer. Shane speaking. We do not have a band, but we do. Uh, I mean, we're not doing much, but uh, serving beers. You know, we can make chicken wings too if you uh, if you come by. You're welcome. Bye. All right. So where was I? Mead. Yeah. So the honey wine, I made the honey wine, squirreled it away in the basement and um, about six months to a year later, that stuff was amazing. It was so good. I mean, it had depth. It had like uh, it had sharpness it and it had acidity um, but it was also like sweet. I mean, it was just a very nice beer. And I, I was so surprised. Um, at, at that time too, I also had made a regular beer. Uh, it was a clone recipe, uh, nothing special. I think it was road dog by flying dog brewing company. I think it's, I don't think I've ever even had a beer by flying dog. Um, I don't even know if they're still around. I hope they're didn't brew for a while, I guess after that. And, uh, met this guy, Evan Como, um, through the university libertarian club. Um, and, uh, he was obsessed with brewing beer. He was so obsessed with brewing beer that we became really good friends, brew buddies, and we made a lot of beers together. Um, and what I really enjoyed about, um, brewing beer was being able to, develop or create your system for brewing, especially on a budget. Cause like I said, we were broke. So we had to engineer our own little system with igloo coolers and a keg that we cut the top off, you know, and made a keggle with not a kettle, a keggle. And, uh, and we made beer that way, you know, and, uh, we're just having such a great time. Eventually Evan and I moved into this big house with like three other roommates And, um, we would brew on the porch every Sunday, you know, and we just had a great time. We made like a whole day of it, you know, and we would make our own yeast for it. Evan was also a yeast researcher, so we would make our own yeast for it. Um, not like, uh, like from the air or nothing, but, um, as part of doing research, you make stock cultures so you can freeze a little bit of, you know, your brewing yeast and, uh, make it you can make it from um like a tiny thimble like a little uh you know a little bit of yeast uh, sh- a culture you can make like a, a ton of it as much as you need to brew so we would do that and it just really like just immersed myself in the home brewing and at one point I really thought like I'm only happy when I'm brewing beer because I just I really loved it I had a passion for it and you know it, it was just so it was so great so eventually Evan moved out of the house and and, uh, my buddy Steven, who is living with me, who is a bit of a, um, what would you say? Like a, um, he's a bit of a hippie and he wanted to make kombucha. So we started making kombucha and, uh, I thought I was going to make this business called kombuchagram.com. And we're going to send custom, you know, labeled kombucha to people. And, uh, it was just going to like take off, be a hit and we're going to make millions of dollars. And, um, but anyway, there's rules about, uh, kombucha. It has to be under a half percent alcohol. Um, so I tested it and it was like around 2% alcohol and, um, uh, yeah. So that dream died on the vine. That said, I looked at other things that you can brew and ginger beer popped up. So what I wound up doing was I got a ginger beer plant from England. There's some guy in England making ginger beer plant and he sells it all over the world. And uh, so that is the original, alleged, allegedly, the original strain that was used to make ginger beer back in the day in England. So a little history about ginger beer. It started um, um, with uh, the English getting sugar and ginger from the colonies and or uh, the Indi- the Indies, right? And then taking it back to England and people fermented it as they will, as they'll do. So anyway, um, this ginger beer plant fascinated me because as a scientist, this was actually the first ever described case of symbiosis and symbiosis is, uh, where two organisms are working together to, you know, create, you know, a thing. So to survive basically. So, uh, that just fascinated me. I got that, uh, sample of yeast sent over or the ginger beer plant. I got it sent over and, uh, went to work on some, uh, ginger and sugar and it made just this amazing beer. Right. And I was like, wow, this is so good. I'm gonna keep doing this. So I started just making bigger and bigger batches, eventually getting up to, you know, 10 gallons of ginger beer at a time. And, uh, all my friends were drinking it cause I was making it all the time. So they had to come over and drink it. They loved it. And, um, something just spectacular happened a wild yeast got into my beer and it made it more alcoholic, a little drier, and it was just ins- it was just so good. And um so I looked at that yeast under the microscope, it looked like a standard strain of Saccharomyces, which is uh, your brewing yeast, Saccharomyces cerevisiae. I thought I'm going to try commercial yeast strains and see what gives me the same flavor. So I tried about 10 different commercial yeast strains, wine beer strains, just whatever. And I found one that was very similar to what those wild yeast was doing. And I was like, boom, I can commercialize this at the time. I didn't even know that ginger beer was a thing, right? Like you, uh, listener listening, you might have heard of Krabby's ginger beer. And I didn't even know that was a thing at that time when I was making this stuff. Right. So eventually I found it and I tasted it and well, it wasn't very good. Right. So I thought, well, I can do better, you know, and so that was kind of the genesis of the idea to do a ginger beer company. I do have a business partner; his name is Daniel Sims, and I'm going to get him on this podcast too. We're going to interview him and we're going to see what he thought of all this crazy stuff. Um, so I'm not going to go into the genesis of it, uh, with him specifically at this point, just, uh, you know, this is the the scientist episode. This is about me, Shane Kelly, PhD, the scientist, the brewer. So let's see. Oh yeah. So like I said, I took my ginger beer to all these parties. My friends were drinking it all the time. I was just basically making batch after batch after batch to perfect this thing. When I did, we started this business. Now we started this business with 50,000 bucks cash and some credit cards. And when we first started brewing, we were brewing with a hundred gallon fermenters on wheels. We did not have fermenter control temperature, right? We were using a walk-in cooler with air conditioners to cool it down to 40 degrees. So basically we started this building uh, business on a shoestring budget, but it was just something that, uh, Daniel and I just felt so passionately about. He loves ginger beer. In fact, you know, we'll get into this more, but he never really drank until he, was introduced to ginger beer, so I kind of uh, started him on a new path uh, that way too, which was um, pretty incredible to be honest. And we've had we've had so much success and so much uh, pain and failure, uh, ups and downs, uh, being very euphoric, very. It's been like I've been on this like manic like roller coaster for um, three years now. We started in September of two thousand seventeen, so it's just been it's been crazy. So, so I guess let's get back to the podcast, right? So what are we doing here? So it was, it was tough for us to get started and and we will go into this more in the Daniel episode of how we got started. Um, you know, the, some funny stories that might've occurred while we we're doing it, you know, we'll, we'll get more into the history, but how is it for other ginger beer breweries, right? They must have their own unique stories. Like this is not a widespread phenomenon. Uh, there might be six ginger beer breweries in the United States. I think I just found one in Mexico. Uh, very interesting guy. We're going to have him on the podcast soon. Um, there's one in South Africa that I know of. There's at least one in England besides Krabby's. Um, you know I'm seeing these things pop up all over the place, right? Uh there's no ginger beer school. No one no one knows how to make this stuff. Everybody's coming up with it on their own. Everybody's figuring this stuff out so on their own. So how did they do that? Like d- did they have like millions of dollars to invest? Did they have 50,000 bucks? Did they have less? Um uh like what is their process? Are there different like uh, styles of ginger beer in terms of how it's made, right? Because all beer for the most part is made with grain and hot water. Well, ginger beer is not man. Ginger beer could be, uh, the way I do it with sugar water, boiling that, cooling it down and then fermenting it and adding flavors later, kind of like a wine, like back sweetening in back, sweetening it. Or it could be something completely different, and I imagine that that's what we're going to find. We're going to find that this is like a dynamic style that people are very passionate about and how they make it, and that's what is important. The technique is so important to making that ginger beer taste like their ginger beer. So that is really what this is about can we document this? Can we get it on record? Can we show the world that this is a real style? Can we get ginger beer in the BJCP? Like, can that, can we then compete against each other for the best ginger beer for bragging rights to say that, you know, I made a better ginger beer this year than you did. You know, this recipe is, is, you know, the best ginger beer in the world. Um, because right now there isn't anything and we could start our own thing and maybe that's where we go with this. I don't know. I don't know the future that is going to happen, but what I do know is that there is very passionate people all over the world that are interested in ginger beer and this is a style that is not put in the forefront, right? Malt beers are, right? So, uh potentially what we can do is change the culture of the world. And I'm just like talking crap. Like what change the culture? All right. So I'm calling myself out on that one, but you know, we make beer. We want to see where this goes. We're going to document it and we're going to figure out how this thing is done, you know, and where it's going and we're going to figure it out together. And if you're still listening to me, I just want to say thank you very much. Um, if you have ever been into interstellar ginger beer, that's my brewery. It is a very tiny brewery in the middle of an industrial park in Alabaster, Alabama. Like I said, we started with 50,000 bucks. Uh, we started with uh, first contact. That's, that was our first recipe. It's basically a ginger beer with lemon juice and a little sugar. Um, very refreshing. And, uh, my second recipe was ginger colada, which is that recipe of first contact plus pineapple juice and coconut. And, um, those two recipes are bestsellers and um, they're doing great. But since then we've developed so many new flavors and we've met so many more cool people and just great people that are supporting us and allowing us to have the coolest job, or at least me to have the coolest job that I can imagine, which is brewing beer for people. When people come in and they're so excited about the beer, um, that just gets me, man. Like it just really gets me that, that I did that and that those people, uh, they're just totally into it. And I will say like this, like their first sip, when people have their first sip of ginger beer, you know, and I remember th- this is what just kept me going in the, in the early days, early days of small batching it and just hard, tough, sweaty work, um, was these folks would come out, they'll try my beer, and you can just see them kind of like their eyes are kind of going a little bit, you know, like maybe they're blinking and then they'll just like get these big eyes. Their eyes will just get real big. Cause that's when like the flavor hit them, whatever. And they're just like, Oh my God, like that's beer. Like they just love it. You know, my business partner will say we're beer for people that don't like beer. I agree with him and disagree. We are just a different beer and some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. Uh, most people I hope will like it and we'll come back and see us again because it's a very lonely business when you don't have customers so I'm going to go ahead how long has this been this has been almost 20 minutes I'm going to go ahead and uh, check out I got dinner with a wife tonight and we're going to go to a bar downtown Birmingham called Brennan's that is closing down because basically because of COVID and it's the uh, saddest thing in the world because it's like probably one of the coolest Irish bars in town And it's, it's, it's gone, man. You know, they couldn't keep doing it. And, um, we're gonna, you know, I, I don't know what to say about, you know, all that the COVID stuff and the economy shutting down and are getting a little bit less frenetic, but we're going to keep working. You know, I think ginger beer, just like this thing has to get out there and we're not giving up on it and, uh, we're going to keep moving come hell. Or high water. Rolling down the street, smoking endo, sipping on ginger juice. Biatch! Biatch.